Community Focus is a look at events, issues, and initiatives happening in and around the Brainerd Lakes area. Community Focus is produced by Hubbard Radio Brainerd and broadcast locally on 106.7 WJJY. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor and our guest today is Baxter Police Chief Jim Ekstad. Jim, welcome back to Community Focus. Good afternoon. Good to have you along as we talk about a few things going on over in Baxter and uh, a few things specifically with the PD. Yep, yep, quite a few things, yes. Yeah, actually, yeah. Let's. Uh, where do you want to start? What's What's up first? Uh, let's start with the Forest View event. Um, coming up next week, it's going to be next Tuesday, which is March 19th, uh, 6 p.m. over at Forest View in the cafetorium. We're going to have two sessions available to parents, uh, informational sessions. Now, this is part of our, uh, for folks that don't know, starting in January of this year, we now have a full-time school resource officer in the school. Mm -hmm. Um, The district and the city got together last year, and we uh, worked out an agreement, so we're now there full-time. Ever since Force U has been around, we've been present in the school, but not in a full-time capacity. So as a part of that, um, one of the things that we wanted to do was, was be more engaged you know, with the kids, obviously, but also the parents. So, um, starting next week, we're gonna we're gonna get going on a couple of our parent forums, and uh, the first two topics are, are pretty big topics. Um, they're gonna be internet safety and vaping. Um, that's generally how we categorize them, I guess. Yeah. Uh, they're they're both big topics. We're gonna try and tackle them both in an hour, and we've got some people coming in to help us do that. So, very interesting. Um, uh, boy, it's, uh, internet safety, you could spend two hours talking about that, <laughs> Alone, couldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think what we're going to try and focus on, um, well, I'll be honest, I'm not sure which way it's going to go, but uh, we have investigator Craig Katzenberger from the sheriff's office who's going to be coming and helping us kind of guide us through that hour of uh, of hopefully good points to pass along to parents. But, you know, one of the things we've noticed at Forest View Middle School um it used to be, you know, not too very long ago, um, it was rare to see a kid with a phone, you know, a kid being somebody under a teenage level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think, um, I don't know what the percentage is, but I'm guessing it's it's getting to be pretty high with even the fifth, sixth graders coming into school with a phone. Yeah. And a lot of them are, are smartphones, and all of them come with data and internet access. So. Mm. Um, it's a handheld computer, you know. Right. That's basically what it is. A so, window to the world, though. That's a where window it gets scary. to the world, and you know, we we want the parents to know that with that phone comes responsibility for them um, as as parents, and it's it it is scary what what can happen on those phones. So that's probably the biggest message. And and again, with internet safety, yeah, it could go several different ways, but. Um, that's one of the topics I know we want to hit on and, and want to try and get that message across. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially at that age, I think bullying remains, uh, besides the you know access to places you don't want to go on the Internet, uh, then comes the bullying aspect too. Yeah, and then the, the problem with the phones, um, th- these kids know how to use them. Yes, and, they do. <laughs> you know, you, you hear, well, that's Snapchat. You know, you send a picture and it disappears. Well, no, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And the, the bullying can stem from that. You know, if sure. you send something that, you know, two seconds later you regret, well, it, that's two seconds too late. It's and gone. Yeah, the, you know, 
bullying can take on you know many different faces too but right. but that's one of the issues that that arises out of the the phone use so yeah and vaping of course uh the more we find out about vaping the more we find out it's just not good for you it isn't um that's our opinion um for that that forum we've got a representative from the lung association coming up to to uh, kind of guide us through that one uh, the city of Baxter did some research here this morning. It was three years ago now. didn't seem like that long ago, but three years ago we passed our vaping ordinance. Um, at that time, allowing the smoke shops basically in town to sell the products. And one of the discussions that came up, and at that time the Lung Association was also very involved, um, but the topic of underage vaping came up and and I don't think, you know, it's it's no fault of the business people who are involved here. Um, but the the tobacco products, they're getting into the hands of, of kids under 18, well under 18. Um, just at Forest View alone, uh, this year, this school year, we've issued 25 tickets um, to kids who were, I didn't break it down, but I'm guessing a vast majority of those were kids who were in possession in of possession. an e-cigarette okay. device. Yeah. Um, where in the past, you know, on any given year would issue a ticket or two for cigarettes, but um, this just seems to be exploding here. Well, not just here, it's across the country. And right. and it's one of those things where, again, um, we're, we're trying to get the word out to the parents because the big thing <laughs> with the vaping is you wouldn't believe what these products look like. And um, well, we've seen the ads. They they look like they're marketed to kids, don't they? It, it's marketed to the kids. Um, the devices are sketchy at best. Yeah, I mean, it, it can look like a yellow highlighter pen. It can look like a little thumb drive, jump drive thing. Um, it's it's sneaky. It's sneaky. Yeah, and and I'm assuming that's done on purpose, intentionally, mm-hmm. by the marketing teams at these businesses, but. The part about it for us, and we talked about it three years ago, was, and it'll be interesting for me to, to learn too now, but I don't think there's regulation yet on the product itself. And that's what the Lung Association was pushing back then. And a business will put the product on the shelf, and it'll it'll indicate, you know, level of, I don't even, I'm not an expert in the field, but the Lung Association reps were telling us that it may say a certain number, but... The ingredients could be way off from that, and mm. and then what are the ingredients? You know, we're yeah. we're just not certain. So, and you're putting that straight into your body. So, at a young yeah. age, at a very young you know. age, yes. All right. Well, uh, is there any registration or anything required for these seminars, Jim? Nope, no registration. Uh, show up six o'clock or or later. Um, we're going to try and stick to the timeline. Uh, internet safety talk start at six. And then transition to the vaping at 7 o'clock right there in the, the big cafetorium at Forest View. So we hope to fill it up. And again, this is Tuesday the 19th coming yep. up here this coming week. One right. week from today. All righty. Very good. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let's talk about some other things that uh, are uh, going on in Baxter. Do I understand your officers are, are you're thinking about body cams at this point? Yep, yep. We're uh, well on, to, on the road to getting a deployment of the body cameras, probably be about mid-May. Um, it's been a process for us looking back. We started talking about it in 2016. Um, there's a very defined process that the, the state has outlined. Um, we did our public hearing 
in 2017, and it's part of a bigger project. We also needed to upgrade our squad video systems. So we've been working towards that, and, and all of it's kind of coming together now. And um, we should, by mid-May, be deployed with body cameras in conjunction with the new squad systems. We've had squad video forever, but um, it was just a, a good deal. And I don't want to say we were dragging our feet on it, but um, even in the last two years, there's there's been changes you know, with, uh, within the market within the the product itself the technology, the technology kinda, yeah. has improved you know just like everything else mm-hmm. um you wait a couple months and technology <laughs> is is better yeah. um but at some point you just you got to pull the trigger and move on it too and and we've decided to do that timing was right and uh yeah we're we're excited to get those rolled out yeah um and does the did the city have to approve all of this too because there's a uh, quite an expenditure with something like this isn't there yep yeah we've actually had it in the budget um three uh, i think this is our fourth budget cycle that we've been putting money aside for it so yeah it's it's um it's an expense and you know it it's one of those things where i you know as a capital product you you can plan ahead a little bit but it's still it's it's a big step when you take it that's for sure but mm-hmm. yeah there was also the the public input part um we did not have anybody uh up here at that meeting um but we did have it i think we received a comment or two via email or or regular mm-hmm. mail but um yeah it's a, a project that we've been working on for several years now do your officers have to undergo training then once you uh, uh get the actual cameras on board yep yeah we'll uh we got to implement the policy we actually have the policy adopted okay um we'll do some tweaking to that before we do the final rollout and then uh the vendor will come up and train us on on the systems themselves and there's kind of two parts to it there's the the deployment out in the field and then the behind the scenes now um staff will be burdened with a, a boatload of data that we never had before and there's uh, quite a bit to managing that too. It's it's made fairly easy with the the systems that they that they bring to you, you know, the software. But um, it's it's still a lot of work. And, and there'll be a learning curve, I'm assuming, yes. for officers and those behind the scenes. Yes, so. learning curve. But the mm-hmm. the benefits we're seeing from our partner agencies around the area are are uh, they're definitely there. They're that's good. Nobody has regretted moving forward with the body cameras. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, we had you here not too long ago, and we were talking Vitals app. Uh, yeah. Bring us up to speed on that. What's the latest? Uh, some exciting news on the Vitals app. Um, the local uh, group, uh, Adult Mental Health Initiative, um, saw the product, believed in the product, and they've funded the deployment of that product to all police departments. It's called the Region 5 Plus, which is... Hmm. Crowing, Cass, Morrison, Todd, Wadena, and Aiken counties. Um, I don't have the exact number, um, but I believe it's well over 200 officers in those six counties will now have the app. I think they're going live either, you know, this week or next week. Mm-hmm. Um, several departments in Crowing County, including Baxter, were already live with the app, but but that's pretty exciting. So 2019, it's all paid for. Um, all law enforcement will be covered in those 
six counties. And for listeners who are not familiar with what the Vitals app is, can you give a brief explanation? Yep. Uh, the Vitals app is kind of a two-piece um, deal. There is a um, part of the app is is put onto the officer's phones. And then the other piece of it is um, individuals with uh, mental health or disability, hidden disabilities can sign up for free. There's no cost to them now. And it's all volunteers. So if you choose to be a part of this, you enter your information on your side of the app. Then when the two come together, when there's a either a chance meeting or an emergency type situation, the officers will be alerted on their phone as to the information that the individual provided. Um, what we're hoping for on the law enforcement side is to alleviate tension if uh, there's an encounter and an individual just isn't able to communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, the information, in theory, will come across on our phone and we'll be able to use that. So It's like just to help de-escalate a situation that could become worse if you guys walk up on a situation. You don't know if someone has sensory issues or, or Alzheimer's or whatever. It can be used yeah. for all of that. Um, autism was kind of the, yeah. the, the... Catalyst kind of. Yeah, the catalyst for it. And then uh, dementia, even a lot of other medical issues we're finding... Um, a lot of use with this mm-hmm. app so yeah. it's pretty exciting and i think that's why the the mental health initiative saw that agreed and and jumped on board with it so have you guys used it yet i mean have there been stories in our area that that it has helped that no we don't have any stories and okay. that's kind of the the good and bad thing yeah. <laughs> um but we do um we get zero information from the app just by by having it on our phones we do get an update from the, the company about once a month, but all they let us know is how many encounters there were. Okay. And a lot of those, they call them the passive encounters, mm-hmm. where you'll either pass on the street or just by by chance meet somewhere. And um, that's what, what we're, we're seeing an increase in those. I believe the number of individuals signed up for the app in our county is pushing 100 now. That's and good. And I think the region... You know, we're we're hopeful that community services and in crowing in the other counties that's they've kind of been tasked with getting that out there and helping us get people signed up. So And again you can register for it online too. You just look up the Vitals app, I think dot com or dot org. You can Google it, it comes up. Yep, the Vitals app dot com and okay. it's quick registration. Again, no cost. And voluntary. It's a it's a you provide the information you would want officers to know if say something were to happen. Exactly. So it's on yep. your, your cord. So All right. We're uh, kind of getting uh, close to running out of time here, Jim. I'm going to jump right ahead. I know uh, we talked a little bit uh, about how successful the uh, Toward Zero Death Project on Highway 210 was yep. last year. You've got another one coming up that you, the department will be participating with on 371 this year? Yep, our Brainerd Lakes uh, uh, TZD coalition. We've kind of taken that project, the Highway 210 project, and switched it over to Highway 371. Uh, the State Patrol has been a huge partner in this. And what we're going to do this year, we're going to run it uh, from Morrison County all the way up through Walker. Hmm. Uh, that takes 371 pretty much the entire distance. And, again, we're we're really hopeful that um, just by getting out there, being visible, um, focusing our efforts a little bit more than maybe we would have on that particular highway, we can – we can see some reduction in the crash numbers like we did on Highway 210. It's, uh, you know, it's always hard. I, I tell people I 
try not to take too much credit because then if you take all the credit, you got to take the blame too. But <laughs> it's one of those things where I think it was a 25% reduction in crashes over a one-year period. Um, that's a that's a big number. And if we can even take a credit for just a little bit of that, um, I think we will. So, yeah, we're excited to, to switch that over to Highway 371. Um, as we all know, it's a huge corridor in this area. There's yes. a large volume of traffic over there. So if we can push those crash numbers down, um, even if it's, you know, 15 to 20 percent, that, that's going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. So It sure will be. Yeah. yeah. When does it start officially? Uh, we've started. Oh. Um, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're out there. Uh, we rolled out the, the, the forms to all the departments involved. Uh, about a month ago, State Patrol again was kind of the the workings behind that, and and they made it easy. It's you know a, an interaction for an officer literally will take fifteen to twenty seconds to document in the the uh, forms that they've provided. So it, it's really not taking up any extra time. It's just the ask on the front end is that we focus our efforts on that that corridor. So mm-hmm. All right. well, let's hope for a very safe three seventy one. Yes. Yep. Jim, thank you for being here today. We really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Jim Exted is the Baxter Police Chief. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. And that is today's edition of Community Focus. And don't forget, Community Focus is available anytime simply by accessing our website at 1067wjjy.com.